Welcome to the first ever episode of the Caps On Podcast. My name is Tyler Blumenstick, joined by... Michael Britton. Nikki Toves. Anthony Mano. And basically this podcast is going to be a little bit of a rundown of the sports coming up for the week. The recap of sports in the week past. Um, with a little bit of a focus on sports betting, the lines, the angles, sharps, all that jazz. So, for Don't forget our first, about some parlays, baby. Parlays is yes, important. Yes, sir. So we're going to start it off with a little bit of a rundown. Uh, starting with tomorrow night's um, Indianapolis Colts at Texans in Houston. Line opened up at Houston minus 3.5 with the over-under set at 45.5. First thoughts? Well, honestly, I'm thinking the Colts. I just think the Texans don't really have this. The Colts are due. Three and one at home. I don't know, dude. Colts are six. O- Colts are six on one against the spread against the Texans last seven games. Plus, uh, plus three and a half. It's gonna be a shootout. Colts are gonna get T. Y. Hilton back. No Marlon Mack, but they're not gonna really run the ball too much. It's gonna be a passing attack the whole fucking game. Um, I don't know, man. I- I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Colts plus three and a half. I'm thinking the over. Um, I think it's going to be a big game. It's an AFC show. Uh, what is it? AFC South. AFC South. Yeah, AFC South showdown. This is pretty much for the division at the end of the, at the, when it comes down to it. It's going to be a shootout. Deshaun Watson always bounces back after a really crappy week. He played really crappy. What, what four fantasy points last week? I think he had negative fantasy points last week actually. Um, yeah, he, he was not good. That game was that he, game was not good. He was garbage. It was the Lamar Jackson show. It was a Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Long story so, short. So Deshaun Watson is going to show out. He's going to he's going to throw the football down the field. They can't run the ball. The the tech uh, the the Colts have a good run defense. They have a good defense overall. I think what it comes down to is I I, I think that the Texans in the first place are kind of uh, overrated. I think they I, rely yeah. on Deshaun Watson to make plays. That offensive line doesn't um, doesn't protect him well enough, and Deshaun Watson bails him out. I think we've seen kind of a blueprint for this game when Indy played KC and beat them 19-3. Um, they were able to control both lines. They were able to run the ball. They were able to basically control the entire game and take Pat Mahomes out of it. If they can, can if they can do that with Mahomes or with uh, with Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a similar story. That game ended 19-3. Um, so I don't think I don't think this game's going to be any different. I think it's going to be heavy relying on Deshaun Watson and whether or not he can control the game. But I don't think there's going to be any running. I don't think there's going to be any. What, they're going to run with Carlos Hyde the whole game? No. Carlos Hyde's been good this year. It's a fantasy. Yeah, but you are, you're it's also. a dude that's sitting on your bench and you're like, man, I might play Carlos Hyde this week. And then you never like, put no, in Carlos Hyde. Listen to trade for David Johnson, man. <laughs> yeah, well, Carlos Hyde had that one week where he popped off for 160 rushing yards. So in uh, in Indy's last four games, they're one and three against the spread, two and two straight up, with a sneaky little loss in there to the Dolphins. Um, is that the Dolphins' first or second win? Of the second. Season? That was their second win. No, they beat the Redskins, didn't they? No, they beat the Jets. They beat the Jets. Oh, they beat the Jets. Yeah. Jets. Yeah. Who beat our Dude, the Colts, Giants? The Colts were minus eleven against the Dolphins. Yeah, they lost uh, sixteen to twelve. Point being, Indianapolis's defense has stepped up. They have. Um, I agree with Mano's point to the where they're going to have to slow down Deshaun Watson. They let up 13 points to the Jags, 16 to Miami, 
26 to Pittsburgh, and 13 to Denver the week before. It's not a lot of points. That offense, especially getting T.Y. Hilton back, like you said, I know with the loss of Marlon Mack, it's pretty big. But they're going to be able to put up points. Brissett is back. Looked okay last week. Um, Brissett knows how to run that offense. Yeah, he's, he's a professional. He's not the flashiest guy in the league. He's not going to burn you like Lamar, like Deshaun. But he'll, he'll get the job done. He's got one of the best receivers in the league in T.Y. Hilton, like I said. But, yeah, I mean, Listen, the only thing that it's going to be a good game. About, the only thing that scares me about T.Y. is his injury history has been prolonged the past couple of years. And you know how that, what happens to those wide receivers when they keep getting injured. I mean, the, the big boom bust guy, but you still have Jack Doyle. You have Ebron. I think the the Colts have like uh, one of the highest passing percentages in the red zone too. I mean they got weapons, um, their defense is stout. I I I really like Indy plus three and a half. I really do. Another little sleeper um, weapon for Jacoby Brissett is Zach Pascal. Um, really, no, nobody ever knew about this guy. He hasn't been putting up wild numbers, but he's been that guy that you can rely on. Made some nice catches around the sidelines. Toe tapping it, um, but yeah. All right, let me go around and make some predictions for this game, and we'll move on. All right, start us off, Stick. See, initially looking at this game, I thought Houston minus three and a half. Will Fuller is still questionable-ish, questionable slash doubtful. I've had him sitting on my fantasy bench for a couple weeks now since he actually got hurt. Only had one really good week. Put up like forty something high 40s low 50s points one week and hasn't really broken anywhere close to 10 ever since um but he's a big big uh, threat for that offense he compliments DeAndre Hopkins he gets him open uh, Kenny Stills is there too the the Texans have a really strong offense but I think the Colts defense on a um on a bend don't break kind of perspective I think they're very similar if not worse than or if not better than the uh, the Texans faced last week and the Ravens um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm siding with you, Nick, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm take the points with Indy, especially on the road. It, last year, Deshaun Watson was able to work with, well, well DeAndre Hopkins, this, the guy across from him. So last year, him and Will Fuller worked out perfectly. I mean, that was, they were, Will Fuller would pop off, you know, a couple games and then he'd tear his hammy and then he's they out. Let, for they let Will Fuller stretch the field. Exactly. This year, they can't, fi- it, it hasn't worked out. They got Kenny Stills because they thought Kenny Stills would help figure it out. It hasn't worked. I mean, you, you feed DeAndre Hopkins every game. He's going to get 10 plus targets every game. He's going to catch eight of them. He could still only get 80 yards and a touchdown, but that's not going to get, that's not going to win you the game. I, I, I don't have confidence in, in, in Houston. Um, man, I made a good point. I do think they're, they've been overrated. I mean, coming into this year, I was high on them. I was high on Deshaun Watson. Not like he's a bad quarterback. They just don't have the offense that I, that everyone thought they would have. Um, so I'm all aboard. Colts plus three and a half today or tomorrow. Um, today, by the time you're listening yeah, to this. True. Um, and if I'm going to, because I'm, I'm going to predict the, the, an odd even at the, uh, odd even total score, I'm going even all the way. <laughs> total score is going to add up to an even number. Wow. It is a lock. It is, money out the window. it is a lock. Throw all, whatever you have in your bank account, <laughs> throw it out the window. It is going to be even. I'm telling you right now. Would you put your mom's house on it? It's not my house, so absolutely. <laughs> Love that answer. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm assuming one of you guys would house me if that ever happens, so it's okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> Um, all right, I was thinking the plus three and a half, but Brissett's QBR rating is only 51.7 against them. Um, and with Marlon Mack out, I just feel like he might not be able to do it. He does have four touchdowns, though, against Houston with 
Deshaun Watson only having one against Indianapolis. Um, so I'm not really sure if I want to cover the spread. I might honestly take Houston at minus three and a half, but I'm definitely going to bank on the over. I feel like these guys might just be stretching the field, throwing the deep ball a lot. Um, so I'm definitely going to take the over 45 and a half with a Houston minus three and a half. The spread. over on a Thursday. There has been so many Thursdays. I don't think, has there any overs hit on a Thursday night game yet? I have They're no idea. all low I scoring, know. I feel That's like. That's something for you to look I got to look that up. <laughs> Um, um, but I'm still going with this one's going to finally hit the over 45 and a half with a Houston at minus three and a half. You know what, Mike, the more I look at it and I know I was saying I was, I was riding high on Indy, but at three and a half, I don't, I don't know if I can, if I can stay away from Houston. I think I'm going to lay the points. Houston minus three and a half coming off a really bad loss. They want to get a good win at home. They're, they're home. I think, I think, I think they should lay the points. So what do we got? Two, yeah, we got two split, for the Indy, split two for Houston. Yeah. Nice. It makes you feel better. The over under is hit in Thursday games five out of five times, or five out of ten times. So it's been a 50 50 50. This okay. one is breaking down. You know who going... wins when it splits 50 50? The over. Yeah. Vegas. Vegas wins when you split 50 50. Yeah. You already know it's going to come down to an Adam Venetary field goal, mm. and he's just going to boot it. He's going to go right. Shane's going to contemplate Adam Venetary. He has been. <laughs> He's been on and off. God, he's Adam Vinatieri. You can't even count him yeah. out regardless. Nice. His legend. track record's he's too good. He's a legend. Oh, Hall of Fame kicker. Time has come. Time has went. <laughs> All right, Steve. Moving on to Sunday games. We'll start with the 1 o'clock. Um, first game on the slate to look at, Miami at Cleveland. Not necessarily the best game that you're going to want to watch on that Sunday. Um, oh, I'm, take, I'm taking Cleveland all the way back. The, the lines oh, opened yeah. up at ten and a half, uh, over at forty four and a half. Um, this is another one of those games where Miami's getting double digit points. Man, I know you love those sneaky double digit dogs. Yeah, um, <laughs> you do. Sometimes do. it pays off. It's been paying off well for you this year. Um, yeah. I think Vegas is starting to pick up on it now because, because I mean, earlier this year, I mean, they were playing, you know, the Patriots, but they were like, I think, seventeen or something like that. If I if I could buy down Cleveland a little bit, maybe get them to minus seven and a half, eight and a half, something like that, I'd be a little more comfortable. Ten and a half is tough. Um, Miami doesn't have a good pass rush. I don't think that. I think Baker's going to have a lot of time, um, and can't forget about Jarvis Landry revenge game. Scored in three. He scored a touchdown in three straight. Uh, uh, three straight games. Um, this is he's going for number four. I mean, he's been the clear cut number one on that team. OBJ hasn't been able to produce at all this year. Hasn't been able to get open. Hasn't been able to get targets. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm tempted to take. I I don't like the ten and a half, but I also really don't like Miami. So uh, yeah, that's why I think ten and a half is a hammer. I mean. Oh, Cleveland did do uh, 21-7 against the Steelers, low-scoring game. I don't think Miami's going to be able to hang in. Um, I think it's going to be at least a 2-3 to three touchdown lead for Cleveland, especially at home. And they've been terrible in the like, first half of the season. I think they're kind of due to start popping off, honestly. Um, and in past seasons, they have like picked up and went on a few game stretches. So I think that this is finally the turning point in the season where they will pick that up. I happen to fully agree with you on that one. Um, if you look at the two teams that Miami's beat and teams that Miami has played semi-close. It beat, as we said before, the Colts and the Jets. Um, they lost by 17 to the Bills last week. But if you look at teams like Buffalo, Indy um, without T.Y. Hilton, the Jets, not many weapons, Pittsburgh, not many weapons, um, nobody that can really hurt you. Um, and then you look at a Cleveland team where – Baker Mayfield's having a down year, um, 
hasn't really showed off what he probably wants to show um, that he's capable of. But you have weapons like Nick Chubb, just got Kareem Hunt back, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, David Njoku. You, oh, they you got Njoku have, back too. Oh, that's a lock. You have guys that Miami's arguable, like, average college players that they have playing for their team this year are not going to be able to stop that Cleveland offense. Like, no matter how slow they are, playmakers are going to make plays. And I, I think Cleveland absolutely runs away with this, especially at home. I think 10.5 is actually a pretty good line. If you can buy that down under 10 just to be safe, I think it should be fine, but I don't think Miami stands a chance. I think this is a good one to bet early, too, because I think a lot of people are going to hammer the under or minus 10.5, and, um, and Vegas is going to pick up on that and raise that number. They even made, rated it at 13.5 or 14.5, um, so that's why I'm thinking this is an early lock. What about over-under? I, I don't know how much I want to touch that game. I think that is just... Um. <laughs> It's going to be one of those things where, or one of those games where if, if sheesh, well, if anyone uses FanDuel, I mean, the line, the line pushed to minus 11. So, all right. I mean. So, like Mikey said, something to get early. Yeah, it's something to get early. If you could buy down the points like you said before, Stick, I think that's a good idea. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't think Miami really stands a chance, and I think that's, mm-hmm. that's just about it. They might even they might hold it again. They may like score first with like a field goal, and then I think Cleveland is just going to dominate. Yeah, most you of know, the time. Fitz Magic, baby. Fitz Magic's going to hold. <laughs> and the morale's a little higher now <laughs> with two wins. There's a limited participant today in practice. <laughs> they're really? resting him. Yeah. And so if it's Josh, if it, what was he really? Was that what it was? Oh, just I have no idea. Oh, man, he might as well you know, be resting. He's a little achy in the bones. Tank for Tua, baby. Could you also see this game kind of moving in more of like a shootout direction? I mean, I, if Fitzmagic can actually get in there, stay in the pocket, make some throws. Devontae Parker's been stepping up lately, um, especially in their two wins. Last week, I believe he had a touchdown catch in the loss. Um, I, I don't know. Cleveland doesn't have Miles Garrett. Um, Cleveland's defense has been very... They've been underperforming a lot. I, when they were going into this year, I thought Cleveland's defense was going to be... Dominant, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, uh, Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett, um, studs all around the corner, first round picks all around the field, um, offense, defense. They've just really underperformed this year. So, you know, a, a shootout might be in play. I mean, the the, the Dolphins have been sneaky the past couple weeks. Um, like you said, they beat. They were able to hold a standstill and hold a stalemate competition with the. Uh, the Dolphins are. Four and one against the spread in their last five games before being beat last weekend by Buffalo. The spread in that game was plus seven, and they lost by seventeen. But they're keeping it close, I guess, in terms of you know the spread. They're keeping it within the the, the ten range. They're also three and one on the spread on the or three and one for the spread on the road, whereas Cleveland is only one three and one with the spread at mm-hmm. home. I think this is just a get-right game for Cleveland. Um, I think after last week, what happened with between them and Pittsburgh, um, I think they kind of want to shut up all the noise. I know Baker's tired of hearing all the crap, and mm-hmm. I know uh, OBJ's tired of hearing all the crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sick of hearing OBJ's bullshit, too. But uh, uh, Happy to see him underperform. Yeah, um, but I, I, I think this is a get-right game for them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all aboard Cleveland 10.5. I don't know about you guys. No, definitely on that train. Like I said, I think this is definitely the turning point or, like, is only up from here for Cleveland. 
it's like in the beginning of the season of like college where they just beat up on like the awful teams mm-hmm. in the beginning. This Get is almost right that. Teams, yeah. This is yeah. So this is almost that for Cleveland and guess what we'll to see. I like plus eleven. I can't. St- I can't stay away from from Double those. Digits. Like, like these are professional football players. They're going to put up points. I don't know if they're gonna. <clears throat> That's true. Miami's always got 11. a point. To, Miami's always got a point to prove. Right. Too. And if they're gonna be playing from behind the whole time, they're not gonna stop. Eventually, Cleveland is going to try and just end the game without getting anybody hurt. Uh, Nick, I'm glad you mentioned the get right game, and I might be jumping you here, Stick, but let's uh, let's jump to uh, Chicago and the New York oh, Giants. Oh man, my God. <laughs> let's not talk so, about that so, game. What that open up at? So, well, you can look that up. I'm Chicago just gonna I'm just gonna six. open this game with at the end of the Chicago game, they cut to Matt Nagy hugging Mitch Trubisky, who was hurt, and I put that in air quotes because <laughs> they took him out. And Chase Dan- and he might have he might have actually been hurt. I don't know, but listen, if you hurt your hip and you're already back, I yeah. don't know. So yeah, he was, Mitch Trubisky was practicing so this whole week. He's, he's a full his- participant all week. There's no way and he was hurt. So this is this is the definition of a get right game for Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. for the for the uh, Chicago Bears. It's it's going to be a fun one. I agree with you, man. His face when he was taking that game looked like a kid who woke up on Christmas and he got coal. He was just <laughs> distraught by that. So I think you're right. He comes in with a vengeance, and the Giants are very, very rocky. You can't yeah. rely on them ever. Yeah, listen, the, I, I hate Trubisky. I think Trubisky is an awful quarterback. Um, I don't think he belongs. He's, he shouldn't be a starting quarterback. I think Chase Daniel give him, gives him a better shot at winning than Mr. Trubisky does. Um, I've hated Trubisky, Trubisky since he came out of college, um, but the Giants' defense is just too bad. So this game opened at seven. It is now six and a half. Um, Listen, Danny Dimes. Yeah, the Giants. You never know. He could just come out firing. So you guys are mentioning Mr. Trubisky. I don't even think Trubisky is going to have to be a factor in this game. Um, you've seen Daniel Jones' ball security. Just a little disclaimer. This podcast is currently being done by four Giants fans, so all bias aside, the Giants are away, they're in Chicago. Oh, they're away, that's it. Chicago has a good defense, it's going to be colder than in New York, although not by much, but Chicago is still Chicago, the Windy City. It's Daniel Jones' first trip into pretty much freezing weather. Um, One o'clock start, I just, we've seen Daniel Jones week in and week out just not be able to hold the football, Um, while... Wishful thinking puts me on the side of he's going to right the ship. I mean, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Chicago minus six. I think their defense is going to hold it. Um, uh, the Giants just don't have much life now, and when they're facing a defense that has it, it's just not going to go well. So, I think one of the most popular prop bets this week is going to be Khalil Mack over whatever the number of amount of sacks that Vegas sets it at. It could be at four and a half, five, and I think oh. I would... Consider <laughs> consider taking it. Um, the Giants are doing patchwork at offensive line again. Um, the Soldier trade hasn't worked out. The Remmers deal signing. has the soldier, s- the soldier signing. The Remmers trade. No, I think it was, it was the other way around. Zeitler. The Remmers signing. The Zeitler oh, it trade. It's all it's, it's all, all garbage. The mishmash line. offensive line. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they'll be able to hold Kolomak, especially if they're throwing different. You know, looks at him. 
No, I think this is another game Saquon gets 15 touches and only gets maybe 20, 30 yards. Mm-hmm. He's struggling. So why play him at this? Uh, I don't know. It's just I can't even talk about the Giants without my yeah. blood pressure rising. Um, Stick, you got a prediction? I mean, as much as my heart wants me to just take the touchdown with the Giants, I mean, I, I can't back this publicly because it, it's just not it's not going to happen. I, I can see yeah. the Giants winning this. It, it could stay close in the first half, but Giants ultimately. last year in overtime. They almost blew the game. But yeah, but then again, that's two-time Super Bowl champion. Eli. <laughs> Elijah. <laughs> Elijah. So I, 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 just, I just don't think it stays close. I mean. I mean, it might stay close throughout the first half, but I think the the Bears' defense is going to stay solid throughout the entire game. Easy. While the Giants' offense is only going to be able to have flashes. And and as much as Trubisky just isn't really a great quarterback, isn't doing well, he did play well last year. Like, he, he's, he showed flashes of being able to score. They have Allen Robinson. Um, they, they have people that are able to catch the ball. They have Montgomery. They have Tariq Cohen. They have Taylor Gabriel, who's actually been a – one of Trubisky's favorite targets as of late, Anthony Miller, another guy. I mean, these it, – it's not – I feel like the offenses are pretty similar here, um, but the edge goes to the defense, and, and the that's the Chicago Bears. The edge absolutely goes to the defense. The, the, the Giants' defense isn't going to stand a chance. Janoris Jenkins the, it should not be playing in the league anymore. The Giants are starting a bunch of rookies left and right who don't know what they're doing. DeAndre Baker looks like he's lost out there. He is lost. He's publicly said that he does not know the <laughs> defense, and he guesses. <laughs> That is not a team I want to put my money on. <laughs> Don't back the See, Giants. Yeah. Don't back the Giants. <laughs> if it, maybe in later seasons uh, of the podcast, we'll be able to get you uh, some Giants picks, but not now. Definitely not now. The one bet I might take on this might be under 40 and a half. I think, I don't know, I just can't see Mitch Trubisky completing a lot of passes, even though the Giants' defense or defensive backs are not good. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of sacks, a lot of fumbles, and a lot of fo- uh, three and outs with a lot of punts in this. And I'm no uh, DraftKings expert here, but if I were, I would absolutely tell you to stream Bears, tight ends, and Taylor Gabriel because the middle of the field and the underneath against the Giants is wide open. Um, every so single week, it's frustrating to watch, and I think that it's just going to continue. And... It, the game's the Giants' defense is going to make Mitch Trubisky look like an all-star pro bowler, and that's just it. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're beating the dead horse here. Yeah, and Mitch Trubisky. Fade uh, the Giants. Listen, if you want to hear another game that's going to be nowhere close, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Oh, oh my. my God. With, Cincinnati's got Ryan Finley manning the helm. The Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have one of the best defenses in the league. Ever since they got huh. Micah Fitzpatrick, he has been absolutely taking over the league. Touchdowns, interceptions, forced fumbles. Dev, <laughs> him, Devin Bush. That whole defense, I think, is going to manhandle the Cincinnati, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think they're going to stand a chance. Yeah, Mason Rudolph is at the helm. Six and a half. I would take Pittsburgh all the way. Mason Rudolph with the dent in his head. Yeah, we haven't seen him play since his uh, concussion from that helmet. So uh, I don't think he even got it. No, he didn't. He's on TV now, just apologizing. How does he not have a concussion? You saw what happened to the chair. So let me take a helmet and beat into a wooden chair. He got knocked out on a normal hit. When I saw the replay of that, I was like looking for Mason Rudolph injury reports, but the the guy like got knocked out cold, like a couple weeks before, just like limp. I saw it. Went limp as if it's a UFC fight, like. Just absolutely went limp. Then Miles Garrett just has the, I don't know, the audacity, I guess you could call it, to smack a man over the head with a helmet. Like, 
I don't know. Like, he's fine. Mason Rudolph clearly is a tough guy, but I guess when you get knocked out, you get knocked out. There's nothing you could really do about it. Um, I think it's just going to be a defensive-heavy game. I mean, Cincinnati's defense, they're probably the only ones that have a worse defense than the Giants, and that's that's tough. But Pittsburgh is without Juju this week, I believe. He's concussed, right? Yeah, but if you've seen Juju, Juju, hasn't, Juju hasn't done anything. Oh, the past four, Ever since the, the Big Ben's been knocked out, Juju's been virtually, I mean, he hasn't really, I mean, yeah, he's out there. Um, Mason Rudolph's averaging 190 yards a game around. How are you going to split that up? Even when Juju was in there, how do you split those yards up between Juju, Deontay Johnson, um, DeAndre Washington, um, D- D- James Conner, maybe James Conner. How do you know James, James Conner's not going to hurt his shoulder again? I just don't think there's going to be a lot happening in this game. I think the under at 39 is going to hit. Um, I, 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 just, I think that game's going to be a real stinker. This is a game I stay away from personally. Um, I just don't trust Pittsburgh enough. They're on the road. They're in Cincinnati. There's a chance Cincinnati gets A.J. Green back. Um, I don't trust Ryan Finley. Um, it just, just comes down to the trust factor. I don't trust any of these teams, or either of these teams, rather, to cover a spread, whether it's 6.5 on the Pittsburgh side or um, covering the 6.5 um, for Cincinnati. I, I just don't know which way this is going to go. Um, if, if you like to play unders and overs, take the under. under. But then again, defenses could just evaporate, and... People could just run wild. So, I, I, I don't know. This is a game I personally stay away from. Uh, it's an interdivision game. I don't think Pittsburgh lets up. I think Cincinnati Cincinnati doesn't care. At this point, they want a top-five pick. Um, I, I don't really think that Cincinnati is going to try as much as Pittsburgh going to try. Pittsburgh wants to win the division. Pittsburgh wants to make a playoff push. Um, you know, the odds chance that they, that they could do something in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be all Pittsburgh, and I think the under is going gonna, is gonna to slam is going to slam. Do you think uh, Cincinnati goes 0-16 this year? I think it comes down to Dolphins Week 17. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't take plus 400 that they go 0-16. That is going to be such <laughs> a trash game. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you just never know how that's going to go. You don't know if Dalton's going to be put back in. I, I don't know. And, and you can't put Dalton. Oh, that's that's going to be the lowest over on there. Oh, it's like 33.5. I think the Dolphins <laughs> win that game. The Dolphins, I think Dolphins, the Dolphins win that game. have to win that game. Well, we'll see if there's any like serious injuries or anything like mm-hmm. that going forward. But based on how it's looking now, the Dolphins will most likely win that. So before we move on to um, Denver at Buffalo, um, lost my train of thought there. What were you just talking about? We were just talking about Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati going on in 16. I had a point. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Choo-choo, leaving the station. Moving on. Denver <laughs> at Buffalo. We're just bringing you all the good games oh, here. at Buffalo? If you have anything to do it's this the, weekend. It's the Allen Showdown. It is the Allen Josh Showdown. Josh Allen against Brandon Allen. I don't know what these 1 o'clock games are telling me right now. If I wasn't a Giants fan and I had stuff to do this weekend, oh, I, I would do, <laughs> do my stuff, run my errands on Sunday, get back by 4 o'clock because the game is get significantly better. Yeah, they do get significantly better. Listen, you have Oakland at the Jets. That might be a good game. Um, I think Oakland. Like, I do think Oakland wins. I do think Oakland. Are we just skipping Denver at Buffalo? Yeah, we're, I, I, I think we should dive into it. Yeah, I, mean, I think we should. All right, all right, Bills, Mafia. So, just looking at it, like, just from an average fan perspective, Denver at Buffalo does not sound like a good game. These teams do not sound like good teams. Buffalo has been a surprise, um, in my eyes. Um, I know with the Patriots in the division, the Jets were 
talked about in the beginning of the year because of their signings. They made moves with their cap space. They signed uh, C.J. Mosley. Um, they, they just tried to really bolster their defense, and Sam Darnold's second year apparently was going to come out, come out firing. Robbie Anderson was going to do something. Second year or third what, year? What the are we on the Jets doing? or Why are you talking Buff- about the Jets? We're talking, I'm talking about, about Buffalo. I'm talking about the division. Oh. oh. Heads in the clouds. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are sober. <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. Shocking. But, oh, sorry, go ahead. Anyway, Buffalo just was projected as maybe that, that I mean, the division's always Patriot-heavy, hey, Patriot, uh, but Buffalo was pretty much projected to finish that division third. Um, now they're a playoff contender, um, carried and by their defense. Wild. And Josh Allen, although he hasn't been one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he has not hurt them. And I think that's what kept them um, afloat. They're 7-3. and three. Uh, They're threatening. If the Patriots would just drop some games like a normal NFL team does, um, those it's would coming be threatening for, it's for the division. It's coming for the Patriots. It's coming for like, them. It, 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 their offensive efficiency is so bad. I think if... I mean, I don't want to dive into this right now just because, you know, it's not what we really talk about here. But if Tom Brady leaves the Patriots this year or whenever he leaves them, I think the next team up in that division would be Buffalo. I don't think it's the Jets. The Dolphins still have a ways to go. But I think Buffalo is that next big team in the AFC East ready to take over when the Belichick-Brady-Craft um, regime – well, I don't think Kraft's going anywhere. But, like, when the Brady-Belichick regime comes to a close um, – it's interesting to see where that division goes, but I, th- I think it's Buffalo's. Uh, they have a young QB in Allen. Uh, they have Devin Singletary. Uh, they pieced oh, together. Love Devin Singletary. He's good. They've they've pieced together the receiving court. John Brown has had over. I believe it's. I think he's had a. Last week he went off. I want to say it's. He's had like over fifty yards receiving every. That's game what it is. Like, yeah, I I was gonna go with the receptions. But I don't think it. I was. I thought I thought I heard like seven receptions for fifty yards, but I don't think he's gotten seven receptions every single game. But it's definitely. Oh, he's got. He's gotten over five targets every game. Yeah, he's definitely gotten fifty yards in every single game this season. Oh, he had fourteen targets last week. Yeah, John Brown's the go-to. They got Cole Beasley in the slot. Mm, Dawson love, Knox. I, I love the. I love the Bills. I've always loved the Bills. Um, jo- Josh Allen has been able to settle into his, his role nicely there, specifically based on their defense. Their defense has been a, has been rock solid. Tredavious White, Tremaine Edmonds, um, what, what's his name from um, uh, Clemson? Shaq, Shaq Thompson, Shaq Lawson. I don't know. They have a good defense. Shaq, def- Lawson, Shaq, Shaq Lawson. Lawson. Their defensive line is stout. Um, their defense keeping them in games, giving, giving Allen more shots is important. Allen maybe can't throw the ball down the field as much as he would like, but he could do it with his legs. Um, he's got John Brown now, like we were saying, you can throw the ball downfield. He's got his underneath route in, in Cole Beasley. He's got a, he's got uh, Devin Singletary. Can't forget about Frank Gore. How is that dude still rushing the football? <laughs> How is that dude still rushing the football? I'm all aboard the Bills train. Stick, I think you hit the nail on the head that they're the next ones up in the AFC East. Um, ride, ride Bills, baby. Bills Mafia. Yeah, I like the under at 37.5. I, their offense is, is near inexistent. I know you just went on that nice little uh, list of players that they have, but it doesn't really matter if you get them the ball every time but can't close in the end zone, you know what I mean, or in the red zone. If they're kicking field goals, which they have oh, the been Bills? all year. The Bills. The Bills have been kicking field goals all year? The Bills have been – the Bills' unders have been hitting all year. 
Well, it's because their defense is... is exactly. It, yeah. Exactly. But they can't, on an offensive side of the ball, they can't put it up in the point. And Vegas well, is taking on to this, too. We don't have to. 37 and a half. No, listen. Even their spread is minus four. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not saying... I'm saying their offense has the potential. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if they have to do a shootout, I, I don't think they've had to go on a shootout yet this year. If they have to go on a shootout, I think there's there's a good chance that the Bills... They haven't been contend. shootouts. They've been, like... They've been close games, but they all have been like slow, like holding the defense. That's, that's what the Bills it's, know, it's, it's man. Just... The Bills were on the old school offense, and I love it. I love it. If I have uh, one pick for this game, um, I really think this might be the best bet of the week. I think Buffalo minus four is, is a great pick. Um, I just don't see Denver doing much. Like, Brandon Allen has been able to put up points, keep games close as of late. They played Minnesota extremely tough in Minnesota last week, lost 27-23. Minnesota's defense isn't what they used to be. It's now. not. but Xavier Rhodes is not what he used to be. But Brandon Allen is not even a top-20 quarterback in the league. I mean, it, and he's just he's been able to keep it close, but I just think he runs into a buzzsaw here with this Bills defense. I agree, yeah. I, I don't think they have enough options. They have Cortland Sutton. That's about it. He is garbage. Philip Lindsay, have him on my fantasy team, so I know he just hasn't oh. been like explosive. Like he's he's not a bad running back. He's middle of the pack. But he like, is explosive. They just don't know who to give the ball to. They give the ball to every him and Royce Freeman. It's every other time. Here, you want this Royce Freeman? Here, here you go, Phil Lindsay. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, it's it's just tough, and I I don't think that going into Buffalo, um, is going to benefit them at all. Um, their playing conditions on their home fields, respectively, are similar, so I'm going to take that mm-hmm. factor out. But, I mean, I, I just don't see Denver finding a way on offense, and their defense isn't what it used to be um, in their Super Bowl contending years. Like, although they still do have Von Miller, who came out today saying that he's excited and, and wants to be in Denver when, when Drew Locke gets famous, his direct quote. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad he has faith in, in, in Drew Locke, but if you watch I'm him play in college, I'm glad I don't he has know. faith in Elway, because I don't. <laughs> no. Elway thinks that Flacco's the answer. Let's trade for Flacco because Flacco's going to help us get to the playoffs. Yeah, because he's elite. So do we have a, we have a squad agreement here? Yeah, that I'm Buffalo gonna, minus four. I'm saying Buffalo minus four. My only factor that I'm going off of is hand size. All right, Brandon Allen has <laughs> eight and seven to eighth inch hands. Those are tiny. I might even have bigger hands. Then you got Josh Allen with the with the bear paws out here with ten and one eighth inches. You always go with the quarterback with bigger hands. That ball security is really important. Hammer the fucking Bills at minus four, baby. Passionate, passionate. All right, you want to get? Let's keep. Let's keep it in division. Sticky kind of alluded to the Jets. They're hosting the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden. The Raiders. I love the Raiders. They're they're good this year. The Raiders. They're 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 they really interesting. Are like I don't know. Knock if you're they're, with me. Knock. All right. Uh, all right. Now that <laughs> now that that's out of the way. <laughs> No, I, I, Oakland's defense has overperformed this year, um, especially as of late. Derek Carr looks like he's settling, and Josh Jacobs looks phenomenal in that backfield. Um, John Gruden finally started making the right plays. Do I think it, they made the right decision by trading away Marlon Mack and signing John Gruden for $100 million? No, but they're making it work. The Jets suck. Um, I hate the Jets. I hate Darnold. I hate uh, – I know they don't have Rex Ryan anymore, but I hate Rex Ryan. Um <laughs> I'm sick of that team. I hope they lose. So this game right now is at three. The spread is three. Minus three 
for Oakland on the road. I love that. And let me tell you why. I'm in the same boat with you with the Jets, but they've won two in a row now. They've beaten, they've beaten the Giants and the Redskins. And before that, dropped to Jaguars and and Miami. Exactly, so, and then got shut out. They're just not battle tested at all. This I just I agree with you. I I just think that they've won two games in a row. That offense has kind of been clicking against two you know defenses where your offense should click. If you're listening, Mitch Trubisky, let's tone it down. But um, your offense should click when you play the New York Giants and we play the Washington Redskins home away. It doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're going to get that same luxury with uh, with Oakland. I don't know if Oakland's legit or not, but I know they are better than the New York Giants, yes. and they are better Judgment. than the... Uh, well, well, no, the, well, no, the Oakland. I know that oh, Oakland... Yep. Yeah, well, he's yeah. saying in general. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Like, how would you not <laughs> so, have minus three? three? Three to me seems pretty close and I know you mentioned that this might be a game to get on early before people realize that it it, it it's three against the Jets home or away it doesn't matter it's still sitting um, three. I think my lock of the week is Oakland minus three I uh, and I I don't think I'm gonna come off of it I think it can go to five and I think I'd still or six or seven and I think I would still um, oh, man, take it there plus with you more. at the- minus three it's plus 100 on FanDuel Cash. Yeah. I think the fact that the line is minus three and it's not higher, like upwards of maybe five or six, is because of the fact that Oakland had a down week last week. They played a touchdown game against the Bengals, the winless Bengals. I mean, they, they they were at home, played a touchdown game, didn't cover the spread as almost two touchdown favorites. I just think this is a little bit of a Vegas adjustment here, but I, I mean, I I'm gonna see right through it, and I agree with you, man. I so, think, so you think, I think Oakland the is coming low. back down to earth? You think they're no? I'm, I think the opposite. I think they're still the same team they are, but I think that the line was set at what it is at minus three and not minus four, five, six because Vegas might think they're coming down to earth, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah, like I said, I'm gonna see right through that, and the Jets just aren't a very good football team. They haven't played. A team with fire. They haven't put like I, just on the coaching battle itself. John Gruden versus Adam Gase. Like what? What are you gonna take? Yeah. The only thing I'm definitely gonna hammer uh, Oakland minus three. The only thing that worries me a little bit is Derek Carr. He dictates that whole offense, and you just can't trust him, uh, especially if Jamal Adams just gets his number and is just reading those eyes. Um, but still, Oakland is definitely a hammer at minus three. Yeah, I, I love what Oakland's been doing um, with their offense, with their defense, um, with the whole camaraderie of that team. Um, they, they've been in the crapper for the past three, four, five years. Um, I think they're finally pulling themselves out of a hole. They got, I don't know if Derek Carr's the answer, but I do think he's part of the solution. Um, and, I, and I would ride the Raiders this year, and I, 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 look to them be, I, I look for them to be contenders next year, too. You also um, got a sneaky Hunter Winthrop in there. Hunter, Hunter Renfro. 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 What is it? Winthrop. <laughs> Winthrop College. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, what we got next? Yeah, I mean, another full squad um, agreement there on Oakland minus three. Moving on to one of the final 1 o'clock games, uh, Carolina at New Orleans. It's, the games are getting better. Not one of the best games you're going to watch, <laughs> but the games are getting better. Um, at least you have a competent offense in New Orleans, led by Drew Brees, um, Michael Thomas. Did you see what they did last week? 
Or was it, what was it, two, two weeks, weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Oh, my God. But I think they're better than that. They always throw in a clunker like that. Um, well, I could tell you McCaffrey's going to pop off. But that is my prediction. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I, I think this is going to be this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, New Orleans set at nine and a half favorite right now. Uh, over set at forty-seven. I, I, this is another game I don't think I'm going to touch. Um, it's a New Orleans team who's been shaky. They lost to Atlanta, who was a bad football team. But then again, you flip it around, um, Carolina lost 29-3 last week to Atlanta. So you got to take into account, is Atlanta figuring it out, or are these teams kind of coming back down to earth a little bit? They must um, have had the, pep, a, dude, the Falcons must have had a pep talk of a century. After their bye week, their defense is competent. Yeah, and the thing the, is, what, what? their offense should be. It should produce that Atlanta yeah, offense. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hooper. I don't even know Hooper anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Devontae Freeman. I hate Devontae Freeman. But Devontae Glass Bones Freeman. They used to have Sanu. I mean, that team should be popping off. Realistically, that that, that offense, Matt Ryan should be throwing for 400 yards a game. Yeah, I think uh, definitely going to stay away from this game. Um, If I had to pick one, I think I would just go with the over of 47. I think it's going to be... Uh, just constant scorings. Um, Carolina a little more on the ground with McCaffrey, CMC, um, and then Drew Brees just deadly in the air. Um, so if I had to pick one, I'm definitely going to say over 47, but otherwise I would not touch this game. Um, especially like New Orleans after you said, like, well, I guess both of them losing to the Falcons. They both have a little chip on their shoulder, but New Orleans is going to come out on top. I'm not going to take a minus 470 money line. No way. Moving on, we got Detroit at you Washington, the Tampa, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Atlanta. sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, no. We got two more. We got Detroit oh. at Washington. We got uh, Tampa at Atlanta, and I believe yeah, that's well, it. For let's the talk. No, we got Seattle. We got Seattle at Philly. I'm going to talk about Seattle at Philly because I love the Seattle Seahawks. I know they're on the road against the Eagles, but the Eagles' defense, pass defense, has been so atrocious. Russell Wilson, perennial MVP for the year. He's only thrown, what, one, two interceptions his whole entire year? He's, he's thrown two interceptions his whole entire year. Philly does get exploited through the passing game. Chris Carson is a great running back. Their offensive line is stout. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks don't have the defense that they used to, but the Eagles also don't have the offense that they used to. So I don't think um, Philly's going to really be – I don't think Philly's going to win this game. I think Seattle plus two is a is good to go. Um Russell Wilson, I mean, I have no, I, I don't have anything left to say. He's proved everything he's had to prove this year. Um, I love Seattle plus two. I'm right in that. That uh, I'll lock that in. I will lock that 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 right now. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Um, Philadelphia, I think, is a little overhyped. Uh, they're also in the NFC East with the Giants and the Redskins, so not much competition there. Um, and I know like Algalore has had some rough hands. Carson Wentz is just not what he is. Um, I have to double check, but I know they're <laughs> Catch not. Catch like Aguilar. Oh, it's awesome. Babies out a window. <laughs> um, but yeah, and after seeing just how Russell Wilson performs and everything, he's going to throw all over Philadelphia. And I think that Carson Wentz is just going to have a lot of trouble getting things yeah. done. Yeah. And nothing is going to excite me more than seeing just Eagles fans oh. just trying to make up excuses about yeah, like this and that. Ball. I'm sick of it. Hammer Seattle plus two. Seattle plus two. I agree. Yeah, um, although, the gallery. Yeah, I mean, I really do think that Seattle plus two is a good pick, right up there with um, my Buffalo Bills pick. Philly played New England pretty tough last week at home. They're back home again. 
Uh, Seattle's got to come across the country for a 1 o'clock start. That's why the line is the way it is. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't see Philly pulling this one out. They're 5-5. Five and five. They really do need this game, but I just think Russell Wilson, MVP candidate, I don't think he's going to win the MVP because Lamar is just not going to be stopped. Oh, mm-hmm. Lamar. Lamar. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Seattle plus two. Take the points on it with, with an 8-2 and two team on the road. Easy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I Mano, like that. What do you think? Yeah, I like Seattle at plus two. I think um, – I think they're 5-0 and this year against the spread on the road. I don't think they're the team that they used to be, but I don't think the Eagles are either. And that's not to say that, you know, Seattle isn't a really good team. I mean, being 8-2 and is no easy task. On the road in Philadelphia is the thing that scares me. Um, but I see Russell Wilson getting the job done. Two points isn't, uh, isn't anything that scares me away. So I, I, I would hammer... Seattle plus two. Yes, yeah, Seattle is three zero against the spread. So, well, as underdogs, Seattle is three zero as underdogs. Ride the points, baby. Ride the points. All right. So, what we got next? Moving what on. We... Last one o'clock game. Um, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Um, we talked a little bit about Atlanta um, during some previous game talks and. Is this a team that's figuring it out? Like I don't know, I don't know what to make of Atlanta. Like they have a good offense. Like Tampa Bay's been involved in I don't even know how many shootouts this year. This game is gonna have absolute negative defense. Not absolute negative. Negative defense. Yeah, the absolute. Ne- yeah, I mean, absolute if we're talking absolute values, values here, positive. <laughs> I don't know. This is the math. But um, this is yeah. Atlanta, Tampa. Tampa Honestly, Bay, Atlanta. I, I, I don't want to touch this game. I don't really. It's Atlanta minus four and a half. Um, <sighs> over is 51 and a half. Uh, that over is a little too high, I would say. I, I mean, you're yeah. in the dome. To, you're to in feel the dome. comfortable, though. To feel you're comfortable. in the dome. You're in Atlanta. You're in the dome. Jameis is in a dome. At least he's not going to be outside in the cold. Yeah, but, but it's Jameis. Cold doesn't affect yeah. brain cells. <laughs> That's or eyesight. That's the thing. Accurate, um, accurate. accurate. I, I, I just don't I don't really like the game. Um, I think we've seen the best of we've seen the best and the worst of both teams, and I'm just too unsure um, about what I'm going to see from either team. I could see Jameis throwing four picks. You could he, he could throw four picks, 400 yards, and two touchdowns, and they could win the game. I, I don't know. Their their passing defense um, is trash. Um, I, I if I had a pick if I had a pick, I'd go to Atlanta minus four and a half. I would rather not touch it though. I, I mean, so, I I agree. I don't want to touch it. Yeah, I agree. I want to touch it. Um, but like you said, if I had to pick one, definitely would go Falcons four and a half. Um, I just feel like Dan Quinn has definitely not lost his locker room. He's definitely rallied up the troops um, with the past two wins. And I just don't think that the Bucks have it in them to go to Atlanta, like you said, in the Dome. Chick-fil-A is not open on the Sundays in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why have it in the stadium if it's not going to The be one open? Monday or Thursday night game, baby. It's the best best marketing decision that you could ever make. You know that's the only place we can get food at when it is the only like one game a season. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons minus four and a half. I think they're going to win by at least ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip here. I'm oh. gonna yeah. I I I'm I'm looking at Tampa plus four, and I don't think they're gonna win the game. But I think I think it's gonna be close. I think Tampa, from an offensive perspective, can put points on the board. They're letting Jameis Winston throw the ball for better or worse. 
I just feel like it's going to be in the a type of game where they're down 10 and there's like a minute left on the clock and they put up a touchdown and you're screwed because of it. I don't know if it's going to be exactly. I don't know if it's going to be close the entire game. It could be a 10-point game the entire time, but until Jameis gets the ball like last with two minutes and garbage time and puts points on the board, that's what worries me. Listen, the whole game worries me. Um, I feel that. You know, Tampa Bay has the weapons to put up a fight. Um, I, 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 man, it stinks. That game stinks. Do you guys want to talk about Detroit-Washington? We can talk about how stinky it's going to be. Hammer the under. I mean, Jeff Driscoll against Dwayne Haskins. Tell me who who you want to go right here. Where do you want to go with this? I I don't want to touch this game. I don't want to talk about this game. Um, I say we just move on to Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville plus three. The under-over set at 41.5, which actually seems pretty enticing, um, not going to lie. Um, but if I had to pick a team in this one, I would pick Jacksonville um, and take the points. Only because I think Jacksonville's got a better defense than Tennessee. I, it's arguable, but I mean, I don't know. This is a game I'm staying away from. I just I don't know what we're going to get with Ryan Tannehill. Um, you also don't know what you're going to get with Nick Foles. Um, both teams have solid running backs. Jacksonville has the receiver edge, um, although... I mean, other than Chark, they're kind of just like a bunch of role players at that point. Um, Corey Davis for Tennessee hasn't been all he was expected to be. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I mean, this is a game I don't want to touch. Yeah, you, if Derek, Derek Henry could also have just a crazy breakout game too. Um, but I agree. Like, I don't have faith in either of these quarterbacks, so I definitely would like to stay away from this one. Yeah, I mean the, the the thing about the thing about Tennessee that really scares me off um, is the fact that they do not have anybody besides Derrick Henry. Um, fantasy wise, I mean Jacksonville does have the twenty two twenty second ranked defense, which isn't the best. Which uh, you know, which gives me reason to think that Derrick Henry will pop off. It is an interdivision matchup, um, so neither team is going to let up. The team's going to bring their all. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be a close game all the way. I do think the under is going to hit. I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game at all. Uh, but I would rather put my trust in Nick Foles in this situation. Um, Nick Foles has won important games before in the past. Yeah, he's been injured, and yeah, he broke his, his, his what, his clavicle, or no, his collarbone, whatever the hell it is. Um, but I, 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 I ride with Jacksonville. Um, DJ Chark, I think he, he's broken out for them this year. They got D.D. Westbrook, who, who's nice, uh, you know, as an underneath man. Um, yeah, you know, they don't have – especially Jacksonville doesn't have the defense that they used to have. Their passing defense isn't that great. They lost Jalen Ramsey. Um, they still have Calais Campbell. They still have Miles Jack. They still have A.J. Bouye. Um, I, I do think um, if I had to pick a team right here, it would definitely end up being Jacksonville plus three. I'd take Jacksonville and the points. Um, I don't trust Mike Vrabel at all on the slightest. Um is you got anything or man? Are you got anything on that? Yeah, I, I just like I don't I don't think it's gonna be a particularly good game um, by any means. I I don't know how you can go into a game and see Ryan Tannehill and be like, man, that's a safe dude to bet on. Um, I I like the under in this game. That's that's really about it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I I don't think I can 
put my money on either of these teams, but I could put them. I could put my money on both to not do anything this game and, <laughs> and be okay. Honestly, yeah, that's that's fair. That's, I feel oh, like man. yeah, another crappy game on this wonderful Sunday coming up. Moving on. Finally, the last two games we're going to talk about, you guys are going to be excited, are good games. That's three. Dallas at New England, Green Bay at San Francisco, and Monday night, Baltimore at um, the Rams. So I guess we could dive into Dallas at New England here. New England's got a touchdown favorite um, at home. The under-over set at 45. Um, Pretty kind of fair number, I guess you could say. It's usually, that's about average. Um... Yeah, you got Dallas coming in. I believe they're leading the division. New England's leading the division with Pittsburgh or not Pittsburgh, Philadelphia playing a tough game against Seattle. Um, they're going to be hungry. Dallas is going to be just as hungry um, to maintain that one-game division lead over the Eagles. But then again, you go into New England and everything you want to play for um, kind of goes out the window and you're stuck playing the Patriots game and trying to beat them at their own game. Um, their defense has been stout. Um, Dallas's offense has picked it up. This is kind of a toss-up game for me. I, I just don't know with a touchdown line, I guess. I mean, I think Dallas is a much better team than um, than Philadelphia, and Philadelphia played New England to seven points last week so I I don't know I mean Philly was home Dallas is on the road but I, I mean I think I still would take the seven points on the road like Dallas is not a bad football team yes they have a bad loss to the Jets on the road at MetLife I, I, I don't know I just I'm probably gonna end up staying away from this game but I think the best pick here would be Dallas plus six and a half I think they find a way they have enough weapons on offense Dak Prescott's been having a career year. Zeke is Zeke. Um, Amari Cooper, I mean, yeah, he's their number one, but I think Michael Gallup has been their real breakout number one guy this year. Like, he's their go-to. Last week, Cooper kind of got banged up a little bit, and uh, Gallup and Randall Cobb both went for over 100 yards, held the load. Who'd they play Um, last week? Who did Dallas play last week? Yeah. Detroit. Detroit's defense isn't that great. Regardless, even when they played... Um, better competition earlier in the year. Gallup has been performing as um, kind of like so I would compare him to having a season kind of like Charks, a little bit of a breakout, um, and taking over as a number one. Although I would still pencil in Amari on, as number one on the death chart, one of the best receivers in the league. But when he's going one on one against um, a top corner, um, like the Patriots are going to throw out in Stephon Gilmore. Gallup and Cobb are just going to be that much more important, and I think it's enough to keep them close, um, especially with the fact that the Patriots don't have many weapons um, on offense. Um, they have role players, and, and, and that's that's New England. That's how they've been, and um, yeah. Yeah, so it's tough. I mean, I think New England does pull this game out, um, but I definitely would uh, – my lock would definitely have to – I definitely mean to go with Dallas plus six and a half – if you look at New England's schedule, they haven't played anyone that great um, besides the Ravens, uh, Eagles, and Bills. They beat the Eagles and the Bills by a touchdown or about, yeah, about a touchdown, and the Ravens beat them. Um, so this is going to be a heavy passing game, I would say. Uh, the one thing, though, is New England's defense has only let up 10.8 points a game. 
But with the teams that they've played, I just don't have faith in them. I think that Dallas definitely keeps this game close, but definitely high scoring in my opinion. I'm going to agree with you, Mike. And as much as it pains me to say it, Dak Prescott is playing at a near MVP level. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson having phenomenal years, he'd be more in the conversation than he is now. And let's just, you know, put it out there. New England struggles against mobile QBs. They struggled with uh, they struggled with Lamar Jackson. They kind of struggled with Josh Allen when Josh Allen when they give Josh when they gave Josh Allen the freedom to kind of move, they kind of struggled with it and it was Josh Allen more beating himself than the Patriots beating Josh Allen. With that said, Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Josh Allen, and if they can get him on the move and throwing in the bootleg and throwing, you know, on the run, I think that opens up space for those secondary playmakers, for the Gallops and the Cobbs, and it probably even buys some time for Cooper to get open as well, whether it be, you know, from one side all the way over the field, just giving time to lose Gilmore as opposed to you know, shake them or deke them or put a move on it. Cause we all know Gilmore doesn't, Gilmore doesn't fall for that kind of stuff. He's going to stick to you like glue. So if you can outrun him, you can only guard a person for so long. But yeah, I agree. I think, I think Dallas pulls it out. I think Dallas has a good scheme drawn up for this game. And if they can kind of control the tempo, if they can force, the Patriots to play in an uncomfortable situation, play, you know, sideline to sideline, they should be able to move the ball effectively and put points on the board. But it's hard to bet against the Patriots in in any way. So I don't think Dallas comes out with a win, but I agree. I think they keep it close. Now, I, I the, the game is tough. I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys win this football game. Um, I, I do think it's going to be close, and I would take Dallas Cowboys plus six and a half. I think it's going to be a game full of defense. Um, obviously, the Patriots' defense has been historic this year, putting up uh, you know turnovers, keeping uh, opposing, offen- uh, opposing offenses to low-scoring games. Um, New England's known for taking away your number one option. So, like Mano was saying, they're going to take Stephon Gilmore's going to take Amari Cooper out of the picture. Um, I do think the defense holds Zeke to you know made pro- under seventy-five rushing yards easy. Um, the game's going to ride on Dak Prescott's back. Um, is he going to make the throws? I do think he makes the throws. Um, but then it's going to end up coming down to Dak versus Brady. And when it comes down to it, I do think Brady wins the game. And I think Brady um, you know, will out-duel Dak Prescott. I do think the game's going to come down to a field goal, a game-winning field goal. Um, it's going to be a close game. Um, it's going to be a defensive game. The, the, the Dallas Cowboys defense isn't what it used to be. Um, they have Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch. Um, and then what's what's his face? coming? Off, uh, Demarcus Lawrence coming off the edge. Uh you know, I, I don't know how I feel about Brady. I do think Brady's a little washed up. I think he's running down. Um, they, don't have, they don't have a run game. They don't have anything like that. They have to establish, establish themselves early if they want to hold, you know, stand a chance against this game. Um, but I think we're all on board with Patriots plus six and a half. I'm just, I'm just worried that Dak might throw multiple picks in this game. He does have nine interceptions this season. Um, and he did throw th- three against Green Bay. So that's the only thing. If he can uh, stay away from throwing some interceptions, and I definitely think that they'll keep it close. Um, but if he comes out throwing one, even two picks early, that could just set their tempo and set them back. Um, so that's the only thing that keeps me a little scared of that plus six and a half. 
that's why I'll stay away from this. All right, so what we got next? We got moving on to Sunday night football. Um, Green Bay at San Francisco. Probably going to be the best game of the week um, up there with um, Dallas, New England. I don't know. The line is San Francisco minus three at home. The under over set at 47 and a half. I'm, I'm, I got to look more into this game um, as the week goes on. I need to know more about George Kittle's status. Um, he did not participate in practice uh, this week. Well, yet this week, as of Wednesday, um, that we're recording this. It might be a severe injury I'm reading, and that's definitely a huge thing uh, for Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo because he's arguably his favorite target. Um, Yeah, they have um, Marquise Goodwin, Debo Samuel, um, Emmanuel Sanders, but George Kittle has that ability to stretch the field vertically, and... I don't know, they've been lacking um, on offense with him out of the lineup. Like, they put up 36 on Arizona. Not a great team. Um, yeah, I mean, they played Arizona twice in the last four weeks. They're 9-1, and one, leading the division, having a breakout season. But then again, you look on the other side of the ball, and you have Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers has a... I, to say the least, a depleted receiving core. Um, Devontae Adams is just coming back from his turf toe. you got to imagine it's still bothering him. I don't think he's 100%. Those type of things just don't go away. Uh, he's going to need the offseason before that thing gets back completely 100% healthy. He's going to have to get off that foot. Practicing is going to aggravate it. Everything's going to aggravate it. And, uh, yeah, as much as he's playing, I just don't think he's fully healthy. Um, and... In turn, we've seen Green Bay turn to more of a run team. Um, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams have really been breaking out. Um, Aaron Jones especially um, is a touchdown machine. Just feed him the ball inside the 10, and and he'll get you into the end zone. I I don't know which way this is going to go, but I just think if San Francisco can can stop the run, I think they have a very good chance. And it might sound silly to say stop the run and put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, but I think that's their only option. Keep time on the clock. Don't let Aaron Rodgers control the game um, with his full offense and, and give Jimmy G a chance at home um, in prime time to, to really make a splash. This is going to be a close game. I mean, it's reflected in the line. I just, I mean, this is a game where it's prime time. You're going to want to bet on it, but it's really a flip of the coin. Um, and it's, it's going to bank on the defenses and if Green Bay's defense can step up. So back to my point that I made before with the interceptions. Uh, Garoppolo does have 10, and Green Bay does have nine interceptions of defense this season. Um, so if Jimmy Garoppolo could keep it down and get his passes complete, even if they're more check down passes, uh, that'll be good. Um, but you really can't sleep on the go Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think that he, he also has more experience than Garoppolo. Um, and they are playing at Green Bay. or No, they're playing at San Francisco. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I don't know. I could still see Aaron Rodgers going in, smacking him. You have Devontae Adams. I know, uh, I don't know he doesn't have many touchdowns. He's questionable, but I think he'll play. Um, you have a lot of also questionable people who haven't practiced it or have been limited in practice on the San Francisco offense. So we'll have to see later in the week since they have until uh, Sunday night to play. Um, so depending on those injuries, we'll see. But I'm going to go with Green Bay on this one. 
yeah, I'm with Mike on this. I'm, I'm, I'm all over Green Bay plus three on this. Um, I think if you're San Francisco, this is a game where you can afford to, um, where, where you, you have to sit Emmanuel Sanders because um, he's got a rib issue, and that's something they're going to need for him to heal up. I mean, if they want to make this playoff push at the end of the season, they're going to need a healthy Emmanuel Sanders. They're going to need a healthy George Kittle. Why risk putting them out there in this situation when I think their defense could hold up? De- their defense could hold up decently. Um, you know, on the other side of the ball, Green Bay hasn't played. Well, today is November twentieth. They haven't played since November tenth. They're going to have. What's that? Two oh, weeks. They're going to have two weeks rest, they're gonna, and they're not playing until 8.20 on a Sunday night. They're going to be fully rested. They're going to be ready to go. Aaron Rodgers has done his research for the past couple weeks. Um, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers makes too many mistakes in this game. I do think it's going to be a passing shootout. There's not going to be too, many ru- there's not gonna be too much rushing. Um, right now, in general, Green Bay is 2-0 as underdogs. They're 2-0 when, when they have more than eight days rest. They're, I, I'm all aboard Green Bay on this one. I think Aaron Rodgers puts the team on his back. Um, Green Bay's trying to make a playoff push also. They're trying to you know keep their foot in the door. Um, I think this is. I think San Fran drops two straight. Um, they, they get a little nervous after that. They get a little hot feet, and they come back to playing some good football. But I, I don't know. I don't really like San Fran this game. Um I, I don't trust when when the game's on the line. Do tr- I don't trust Jimmy G? I really don't. He, I mean, yeah, he's he's been okay this year, but I don't trust Jimmy G. Um, when when you stray away from the running game, yeah, all you have is Marquise Goodwin. All you have is Debo Samuel if, if Emmanuel Sanders isn't out there. Um, Green Bay's defense isn't the best, but they're also not the worst. Um, so so I'm riding Green Bay minus three here, um, or I'm sorry, Green Bay plus three. So. I think San Francisco wins this game. I they're, just because just because you take plus three doesn't mean they're not going to win the game. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I like I like San Francisco in this game to win outright. Um, I think that defense is legit. I don't think people pay enough attention to it because it's San Francisco and it's just kind of it. It kind of came out of nowhere. But if you've been paying attention to what San Francisco has been doing the past few years in the draft and in free agent signings, they make smart free agent signings, and they make they they put a premium on their defense. I don't know the exact number, but I know a lot of the dudes on that front line are first round draft picks. Forrest Buckner, and Bosa. Buckner, Bosa. I mean, that's all. That's yeah. All you have to name at that point. I think they. I think they go and take the. Uh, I, th- I, I would lay the points. I would lay three at home. I, I like what I've seen from Green Bay this far, but I don't think they're they're quite there yet. They're a good team. I think they get stonewalled by San Francisco. All right. All right, yeah, and that, that brings us to our Monday night matchup where Baltimore visits L.A. to play the Rams. Um I know. I mean, I know. I've said this about the last two games we've talked about in uh, Dallas, New England, and Green Bay, San Francisco. But this this has the potential to be a good game if you know the Rams' offense could really snap out of their funk. Um, however, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I I think Baltimore just runs away with this much more more so than um, how they beat New England earlier in the year a couple weeks ago. I I just the lines at minus three for Baltimore right now on the road. I mean, anytime you see a team against a good team in the Rams, I mean, they're, they're not great. They are better last year. They are better two years ago. But 
when you see a team like the Ravens, who are kind of on a streaky little, like, weren't expected to be this good, um, but now they're showing out. Lamar Jackson's carrying them. I think he's way too hot. The Rams' defense is good, and, I, and I'm really interesting to see. I'm interested to see how uh, Lamar Jackson reacts to the pressure from Aaron Donald and that defense. Um, I think he's he's most definitely quick enough to get away. It's just a matter of does he have the wherewithal to really deal with that pressure and, and find guys downfield because he's not going to be able to do it with his legs. The Rams are quick on defense, um, and they know how to play. They're well coached. It's just a matter of if Jared Goff can break down that Baltimore defense. And, I, I mean, I don't know. They only put up 17 against Chicago, who has a good defense. But the thing is, if you put 17 up against the Ravens, you're going to lose this week. Um, you're going to have to match Lamar Jackson um, point for point. I think this is going to be a close one, just like the line reflects. Um it has the potential to be a close one. I personally do not think it will be a close one. I think it'll be somewhere between maybe a 10 to 17 point win for for the Ravens on the road. I think it's going to be convincing. I think this is going to be the game where Lamar Jackson cements his MVP season. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here, but I yeah, Baltimore minus three. It's my pick. I'm with you on Baltimore minus three. Um, I think it is going to be a closer game, though, than people think. Um, they are at home. They are in prime time. Sean McVay is a good coach. Um, it comes down, I think, to Jared Goff just being smart with the ball here. Um, and also, like, Lamar Jackson has been just going off week after week. I'm just a little worried that he might fall into not a slump, but he might just have one off week, especially traveling cross-coast. Time difference, playing a little later. Um, I'm going to go with minus three, but I think that this might be a little bit a uh, high-scoring game and a closer game than some people are expecting based on the Rams' schedule, uh, Rams record. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much more to say. Um, I'm all aboard uh, Ravens minus three. I don't think the Rams stand much of a chance. I mean, yeah, the Rams have the defense, but the Rams do not have the offense. Um, I think Lamar Jackson torches the defense with his legs, with his arm, um, I, I don't think it's even close. I think it's going to be a blowout on Monday night, and I take the Ravens by a million that game. I have nothing. That, that's all I got. I think the I think the key to this game, and I think it's been touched on, is is the defenses from uh, from both teams. I I think I'm going to take Rams plus three. I think I've differed on on the past like five of five of the uh, the games, but like. I think the, the key to stopping Lamar Jackson, you know, not breakout game because he's obviously broken out, but continuing his breakout season is to continue to get pressure in his face and force him to kind of make a throw on the run or kind of make him force him into a poor decision. And I think the dude that's going to be tasked with doing that is the dude that you want, Aaron Donald. Obviously, you want your defensive tackle to get to the quarterback in the mo- in the least amount of steps. He's literally right in front of him. If he can get to him and force Lamar Jackson to the outside, where he can make a, you know, a poor decision, a poor throw, or even get sacked because somebody's getting pressure off the edge, but just doesn't get to him as quick. You have to get to Lamar Jackson quick. I think. I think um, L.A. can do that, and I think they'll cover the spread. I think plus three. 
at home, I, I, would, I would take that. So I think that just about covers the week on tap here. Uh, I think to, uh, to wrap this baby up, let's, uh, let's do some locks. What do you guys think? Your head stick. What you, what's the stickly lock of the day? All right, well, I'm going to stick with. Uh, I'm going to stick with what I mentioned before when we were talking about the game. But Buffalo minus four is definitely my lock of the week. Um, I just don't think Denver has a chance. Um, I harped on it enough, but yeah, Baltimore or Buffalo minus four at home against the Broncos. Lock of the week. All right, Stick, I got to take the same as you. Um, Buffalo Bills are home. Can never sleep on Bills Mafia. They're 3-2 and two at home, and the Broncos are 1-4 and four on the road. Um, this is another one that I wanted to say. You should hop on this quick. I think minus four is very generous. Um, and then one more thing I want to bring up that I stated before. It's all about the hands, baby. You have Josh <laughs> Allen with the 10 and 8-inch hands, but yet you have Brandon Allen over here who – Apparently had eight and a half inch hands, but somehow grew them the eight and seven eighths inch once he got once he got into the league. Um, I think the Bills are a lock here. Hammer that minus four before Vegas realizes. His hands grew because it's it's the professional stretching right there. He oh. got in the he got in the Denver uh, workout room and he uh, started <laughs> stretching the hands. Baby. Yeah, he's That's doing the finger they, exercise. They, they, they pay the trainers. <laughs> yeah, they were stretching him out a little bit. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think my lock of the week this week is going to be Oakland minus three at MetLife against the Jets. I think Vegas is is Wrong. high. Well, yeah, I think they're I think they're high on the Jets right now. The Jets are coming off two losses against or two wins, excuse me, against the Giants and the Redskins, two teams you should probably beat even if you are the New York Jets. Uh, Oakland finds themselves in the thick of a playoff hunt. Who would have thought when they signed John Gruden that they'd be able to, you know, to, yeah, to to that amount of money. Get them in the playoffs once, and I guess it pays off, maybe? I don't know. But they find themselves in the thick of a playoff race. I think they come in, and I think they, they dominate the Jets from first whistle to final whistle. Yeah, and, you know, my, my lock, um, I'm going to go with Seattle plus two. Um, not really too sure why they're plus two in this situation. Um, I hate Philadelphia. I hate Philadelphia sports, um, which absolutely factors into my decision. But I also think it's it's smart. Philly's defense isn't what it used to be. Um, they have no pass. Their passing defense is atrocious. Um, they don't. They don't. They're not going to have Jordan Howard this week running the ball. It's going to be all Miles Sanders and um, who Darren Sproles maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought he retired. <laughs> I don't think it matters at this point. Um, I'm I'm rolling with Seattle plus two. I'm a big Pete Carroll fan. I love Pete Carroll. Uh, Pete Carroll's the man. Um, and I, and I think that game's going to be over a lot earlier than a lot of people think it's going to be. So that wraps up our very first Caps On podcast. It's all four of our very first time recording a podcast, so please bear with us as we, um, we figure this out. We've had some audio uh, difficulties in getting this set up, uh, working on getting the right equipment for it. Uh, but what we're not working on is getting picks. We got that down. Um, you can follow our social media, Instagram at CapsOn.Sports, and on Twitter at CapsOn underscore Inc. And in each of the bios, we're going to have a Linktree link, which is a, a nice little tool to put buttons for every single one of our social media so you can follow us and you won't miss a thing. And yeah, just a little bit about what we'll be posting is going to be um, 
daily picks. Uh, we're not only going to do NFL, we're going to get into NBA, college basketball, baseball when it rolls around, um, pretty much everything that you guys would be interested in. Um, if you have any suggestions, please don't, uh, please don't hesitate to send us a DM. Um, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And, yeah, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're going to aim to post every, I would say, Thursday, um, maybe moving towards twice a week um, once there's more sports going on at once and as we get the hang of it. But for now, um, this has been the Caps On Podcast. Thanks for listening. And let's go Giants. Yeah, let's go Giants.